Hello, it's week seven, and this week we're looking at High Country News, a super awesome publishing outlet. I love their articles. I feel like they're super pertinent and really well written. So this week is asking us to just reflect on one of these articles and how it relates to the course. I'm super excited. I picked an article from October 1st, so about 10 days or so ago, titled 11 Alaska Native Tribes Offer New Ways Forward on Managing the Tongass. And this was written by Anna Smith. This article opens by following Marina Anderson, the Kassan's tribal administrator in Alaska. And she's attempting to get to a meeting within you know, a few hours over the opening of the Tongass National Forest to logging and exempting it from the roadless rule. Now, where she lives in Alaska, mail is only delivered once a week. Uh, it can also be delayed you know, up to a couple weeks or a month, however. So this day she opened a letter notifying her from the Department of Agriculture that they had a meeting that afternoon uh, to discuss the the roadless rule protection, which um, pertains to 9.4 million acres of, of land. And so, you know, while thankfully Anderson was able to get to the meeting, it the article kind of explains how this is just another example of the clear failure uh, of the U.S. government when communicating with tribal nations. So in July, uh, 11 tribes actually petitioned the USDA to enact a rule forcing the USDA, other government agencies, to work with tribes when discussing protection of the Tongass. And this would be titled the traditional homelands conservation rule so tribal consultation kind of following along the lines of what this rule is trying to attempt was formalized in 2000 as a requirement from federal agencies uh, to work hand in hand with tribes and the article kind of goes into how in theory this is supposed to be how tribal nations can talk to the U.S. government, provide input on things that, you know, directly affect their lives. Um, However, you know, the article gave tons of examples of when the government didn't do this or respect this requirement. You know, Bears Ears National Monument, the Dakota Access Pipeline, the U.S.-Mexico border wall through um, Cumye. So Trump has not taken tribal nations into consideration and, you know, especially Trump has has not taken any really of their concerns into consideration when it comes to the Tongass. But, you know, this is an issue that's been going on for years, despite the fact that it has technically been a requirement. You know, in the case of the Tongass, six tribes did agree to work with the federal government who wanted to develop in Alaska, Uh, but were quickly ignored by the USDA, you know, uh, attempts to meet with the government were ignored. Uh, 95% of public comment actually opposed completely removing the roadless rule, as did the tribes. And, you know, they're, they're continuing to kind of go forward with this deliberation anyway. And, um, it's, it's just, it's disheartening. Um, and that's why I think these these tribes are 
proposing this rule. And they're trying to say that while technically, yes, they are supposed to be consulted, they haven't been. And, you know, they deserve that right. These are sacred lands. These are lands that, you know, are culturally significant, historically significant. And I think we've discussed this a lot in class as well, um, especially when we, you know, we had a whole discussion about the Tongass and, you know, all the the reasons why it's so important and critical to keep this land, um, you know, in, in protection. And we, I think we forget sometimes that even though there are rules in place, that doesn't always mean they're effective. And the bureaucracy has loopholes. And I think the Tongass is a great example of this happening when there's such clear public opposition. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we've talked a lot about policy in this course. And I think that what this whole situation has, you know, among other ones as well, like the Dakota Access Pipeline, for example, has made me realize is that you can have, you know, some of the the most well-meaning policy, but that doesn't always mean it's going to be effective. And there are still people out there that desperately need that policy to be effective. And so I think that it's, I think that we need more policy and rules like the traditional homelands conservation rule that are coming directly from people that are affected by these bureaucratic failures. And that can say an outline, this is exactly what we want. And I think when the government receives these kinds of propositions, they need to take them seriously. And I think that if nothing else, through our discussions in class, I've I've really seen that the government doesn't always do that, unfortunately.